0: Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, December 8. I'm your host, Mike Maharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, the price of gold is heading toward its biggest weekly drop since May. As I record this, gold is trading at 1251.50, silver is at 1589, and the silver-gold ratio stands at 78.98. Passage of the GOP tax bill in the Senate and expectations of a Fed rate hike this month boosted the dollar and pushed gold lower. Passage of a stopgap spending measure that will continue funding the federal government for two weeks also helped boost the greenback. The bill will now go to President Trump for his signature. It's pretty sad that people get all excited when Congress agrees to fund the government for two whole weeks. But the impact of all of this on gold may well be an early christmas gift when i was a kid my mom always went shopping on the day after christmas now she wasn't going out to spend her christmas cash on some goodie santa failed to leave under the tree she went out with the express purpose of buying christmas cards wrapping paper and christmas decorations now why go out and buy all of these christmas items the day after christmas After all, you're not going to need this stuff for about 11 months, right? Well, if you've ever been out in the days after Christmas, you know why. Stores slash prices on everything related to the holiday. It's the perfect time to buy if you want to save a little money. During the recent Precious Metal Summit in London, Incrementum managing partner Ronald Peter Stoffel said his wife is a devout after-Christmas-sale shopper. And as Forbes contributor Frank Holmes tells it, we should look at gold today in the same way we look at Christmas items in January. Quote, here we are several days before Christmas and demand for ornaments, lights, and other decorations is red hot. So be prepared to pay premium prices if you're doing your shopping now. But mere hours after the Christmas presents have been unwrapped and Uncle Hank has fallen asleep on the couch with a glass of boozy eggnog, stores will begin slashing prices to get rid of inventory. Gold bullion and mining stocks are currently in the January phase, so to speak, according to Storful. In other words, now is the time to buy gold. You want to get into gold now while most investors remain disinterested and prices are relatively flat. You don't want to be out there trying to buy gold when the next crisis kicks off and everybody is bidding up the price. You want to be like my mom who is sitting pretty right now wrapping presents in cheap paper she bought last January while everybody else is at the mall forking out full price for their wrapping supplies today. And I think the stage is set for the next crisis. The Fed is in the midst of inflating its third big bubble. It started with Alan Greenspan and the dot-com bubble. When that one popped in 2001, the Fed got busy, dropped interest rates, and inflated the housing bubble. When that one burst, we got the Great Recession. At that point, the Fed went to work again. It plunged rates to zero and launched three rounds of quantitative easing. That led to a tepid recovery with well, by recovery standards, lackluster growth. But in the process, the central bank blew up a whole slew of new bubbles, the biggest being the U.S. stock market. Even today, it continues to climb ever further into the stratosphere. During an interview with Greg Hunter last month, Peter Schiff said this third time isn't going to be a charm. It's going to be three strikes and you're out. Peter called it the mother of all bubbles. When it bursts, there's not a bigger one the Fed is going to be able to inflate to mask these problems, meaning we can't kick the can down the road anymore. Peter said he thinks the next crisis will be much worse than the financial crisis of 2008-2009. He said it will be a dollar crisis and a sovereign debt crisis. He said the bonds people will be worried about the next time around won't be subprime mortgages. It will be much more fundamental. Peter said it's going to be the U.S. government that people are worried about and the solvency of the government and the treasury bonds, because if it is a dollar crisis and people are worried about the dollar, the only thing worse than owning a dollar today is owning the promise of being paid in dollars in the future. So if there is a dollar crisis, there is a bond crisis, and that is going to be profoundly more impactful on the U.S. economy, on the average American, than what happened in 2008. So will the U.S. government just default on all of its debt? Peter pointed out that when you borrow more than you can repay, default is inevitable. The question is, what form will that default take? Peter said he thinks we'll create all the money that we need so we can pretend to repay. But what we end up doing is wiping out the debt with inflation, meaning you get your money back, but you don't get your purchasing power back because your money loses its value. Well, at this point, the federal government doesn't seem a bit concerned about debt. The White House said this week it will move forward with a massive infrastructure program in 2018. In other words, Trump is going to launch a Keynesian-style government stimulus program. This is with the government already $21 trillion in debt, and the tax cut plan expected to add another $1.5 trillion more over the next decade. Generally, in the world of politics, Democrats think debt is bad if it comes from a tax cut, but they love it when it comes to spending money. Republicans, well, they're kind of the opposite, well, at least in theory. They'll whine about deficits when Dems spend money, but pass massive tax cuts without shrinking the size of government at all. This infrastructure thing flips everything on its head. Will Democrats support this spending? After all, it's pretty much what Obama wanted to do. And will Republicans go along, or will they become deficit hawks again? Who knows? It should be interesting. My guess is they'll spend the money and the debt will just keep going up. We think of platinum and palladium as the industrial metals, but in 2016, there was actually more gold used in industrial applications than either platinum or palladium. According to a report released by the World Gold Council this week, demand for gold in electronics has been growing since the fourth quarter of 2016. On top of that, other emerging technologies in the health and energy sectors are also driving up industrial demand for gold. All of this could have a positive impact on overall gold demand in the future. The overall amount of gold used in technology grew for the fourth consecutive quarter in Q3 2017. Tech industries consumed 67.3 tons of gold in that quarter, a 3% increase year on year. In other news, gold inflows into ETFs picked up again in November, driven primarily by investors in Europe. Global gold-backed ETFs increased their holdings by 9.1 tons last month, according to the latest data released by the World Gold Council. This continues a streak of monthly gains. Globally, gold-backed funds have added 198 tons of the yellow metal in 2017, with a value of around $8.5 billion. This represents an increase of 8.3% of global assets under management since December 2016. Currently, gold-backed ETFs collectively hold 2,357 tons of gold worldwide. Inflows of gold into ETFs are significant in their effect on the world gold market, pushing overall demand higher. These ETFs are backed by physical gold held by the issuer and are traded on the market like stocks. They allow investors to play gold without having to buy full ounces of metal at spot price. Since their purchase is just a number in a computer, they can trade their investment into other stocks or cash pretty much whenever they want, even multiple times on the same day. Many speculative investors appreciate this liquidity. There are good reasons to invest in ETFs, but they aren't a substitute for owning physical metal. In an overall investment strategy, Schiffgold recommends buying gold bullion first. When considering gold-backed ETFs, you should always keep in mind that you don't actually own the gold. Buying the most common ETFs does not entitle you to any actual amount of the precious metal. Generally speaking, you can never put your hands on it. Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialists can help answer any questions you might have about the difference between paper gold, ETFs, and physical gold. Call 1-888-GOLD-150 today. That's 1-888-GOLD-150. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast at iTunes for free. There's a link on the show notes page. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.